boy, I can't stand garden snakes. I can't imagine what it would be like to run face-to-face into a king cobra. Welcome to Minute Church for inspiration to go. Welcome to Minute Church. Pastor Crespo here. Minute Church is your oasis of inspiration and hope in the desert of negativity and despair. And that's the, the word picture I like to use, the desert, to describe a life that is, that is lived without faith in Jesus Christ. It's a desert of negativity and despair. You know, we exist here to take everyday happenings, things in the news, and put a twist on it to point you to the Bible, the Word of God. And in other words, uh, I heard someone describe it as, we are salting the oats. You know, as you digest what you're seeing in the news, it makes you think about something that God's Word says about it. I have a story here, and yes, it's about a snake. This is coming from Helsinki, Finland. Apparently there's a, uh, in Helsinki, I'm getting all tongue-tied here, in Helsinki, there's a zoo. And in this zoo, a seven-foot-long king cobra was in its enclosure, and it escaped. And as you can imagine, the that would cause a great deal of concern to the people in the zoo, not just to the workers, but to any potential customers that come through. And so as the story goes, they were doing a different uh, methods to search the other pens, the other places. They even brought in an x-ray machine so that they could take x-rays of the wall. And, you know, they were they had a lead on it. They thought they knew where it was. They lost it again, only to find out someone said, hey, you know what? Uh, by the way, the snake was nicknamed Houdini. Hey, you know what? Houdini crawled his way back into his enclosure, and he's there right now. Yes, that's right. Apparently, this snake said, hey, you know what? I'm bored. I think I'm going to go on a field trip. And he got out through a light fixture that was loose, started checking out the zoo, checked out the lions, went over there, saw what the hyenas were up to, probably tried to make his way into some of the other enclosures. Uh, You know, maybe was sizing them up. Maybe he thought he could have a snack. In any event, after he got done eating the popcorn and the cotton candy, decided to go back home. And so that is the story. Houdini the snake decided to go on a visit of the rest of the zoo to see what was happening and came back home. And all the ruckus and and concerns and nervousness was finally over. Now, I can't let a story like this go by when I have a program that's called Minute Church, where we take stories from everyday life and talk about what the Bible says about it, right? I mean, I know you can see the connection. But before we go there, let me share some what I call snake facts. Because, you know, it's... uh, there are some things we don't necessarily, some people aren't, don't have all the information, don't know a lot about snakes. Here's an opportunity for some education in Minute Church. Not all snake bites from venomous snakes are fatal. All right, so if you get bitten by a snake that you know is venomous, it doesn't mean you're going to die, but it does mean you need to get medical attention. Okay, the king cobra. The king cobra is not the most venomous of snakes, but in one bite, it can give about two-tenths of an ounce of venom to the person or the thing they're biting. Within that two-tenths of an ounce is enough poison, I'll use that word, to kill 20 people. It's enough to potentially kill an elephant. And how does it do it? It it attacks the respiratory tract and the cardiac muscles, and it causes them to want to stiffen up or paralyze. 
So imagine if your lungs get paralyzed or your heart gets paralyzed. That's that's a wrap. Uh, the king's the king cobra is referred to. Here's another fact: the king cobra is referred to king, not because it's uh, the most venomous, as I said earlier, but because of the fact that it's known to eat other snakes. That's right. Nobody messes with the king cobra. The the cobra eats other snakes. Uh, cobras. Let's see. The king cobra is one of the only snakes in the world that will build a nest for its eggs. That was new. I did not know that. And they are known to ferociously guard their nests when they feel that their young are in danger. Cobras. Cobras can hear, but they have no ears. That's right. A king cobra can hear what's happening, but do not have ears. How do they do it? They sense the ground vibrations instead. So whatever's happening, it translates to its belly, and that's how it can tell what is near, what is coming around. They have a, uh, as your ears work for you, the, the way that the body feels the vibrations works for the snake. Now, uh, let's see, I got another one. Oh, here's one. King cobras can reach up to 18 feet in length. Oh, my goodness. I I wouldn't have to die from the snake bite. If I saw an 18-foot snake coming my way, I think I would die of fright. That is crazy. The king cobra has the ability to take one up to one-third of its body and stand it straight up in the air. So, in other words, it wraps its coil underneath, but it'll take one-third and put it straight up and look at you. Now, if you have an 18-foot-long snake, do the math. A king cobra has the ability to stand straight up and look a six-foot man in the eye just before it eats him. <laughs> That's a bit of an exaggeration. But just, just before it delivers an attempted bite. Let me know. I don't want to freak people out here. Now, what happens if you get bit by one of these snakes? You know, in TV land, we often see someone gets bit. Well, they wrap a tourniquet around the the bite, the bitten area, and they will try and suck out the venom and spit it out. Folks, don't do that. There are different types of venom. There, there are types of snake venom that attack your blood vessels, your blood and, and the tissue. Then there are types of... Uh, there's a type of venom that's more like the king cobra that it will it doesn't damage the blood but what it does is it attacks things like the muscles and paralyzes them so you may be just transmitting from instead of one person being poisoned by a snake you could be making two people get poisoned by a snake the best thing to do in response to a snake bite number 1 yes treat it like an emergency number 2 get to the hospital as fast as you can and of course there is uh, anti-venom that people carry around for certain snake bites. But as I said, leave it to the experts. If you get bitten by a snake, don't be a hero. Take them to the physician as soon as possible. Now, the inspiration part. Okay. You know, in the Bible, the Bible makes reference to snakes. Snakes can be a symbol for persecution, evil, uh, a snake that is killed. In the Bible, there's a snake that is killed and it's put on a stick so a slain snake can be a symbol for evil that has been vanquished, uh, victory over evil. The very first story that we have in the Bible about a snake is the story at, the, at our beginnings. The, the snake plays prominently into the story of how sin entered our world. 
God created Adam and Eve. He gave them this perfect world. You have to read it in the book of Genesis, the first few few chapters there. God gave them everything. But the one thing that he did not do is remove their choice, their freedom of choice. So the Bible says there was this tree that was called the tree of life, and eating of its fruit perpetuated health and immortality. There was another tree that God allowed to be there called the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. And so the this tree, God told Adam and Eve, look, it's there, but if you touch it, if you eat of it, you're going to die. So don't do it. Now, we can talk about why he did that. We can talk about the power of choice. That's maybe the subject for another podcast. Maybe I'll do an interview or something like that with one, uh, one of my pastor colleagues, because I think it would be a good subject to get into. But for this podcast, the Bible tells us that the devil wanted to trip up Adam and Eve. What he did was he took on the form of a snake. Now, I don't know what kind of snake that it was. It was a beautiful snake. But what made this snake even more appealing was that he still had the ability to speak. And in the New Testament, Paul makes reference of this. For those of you that think, well, this is some type of an allegory or symbolic. No, not to, not to the Apostle Paul. So this story actually happened. The snake engaged Eve in conversation and basically told her, God told you that you shouldn't be near this tree. But here, check this out. Look at me. I'm here. Nothing has happened. God is actually trying to hide something from you. If you eat of this tree, you're going to be like a God. You're going to be like him. Well, here we, we know what happened. Eve ate of the fruit. She gave it to Adam. Adam ate of the fruit and brought all this misery on this planet. And this misery basically is what happens when we separate ourselves from God, when we separate ourselves from living by his principles. But I want to maybe dig a little bit deeper because this is the thing here, that when we read about the story of Adam and Eve, especially people who are hearing the story for the first time, who may be a little skeptical, one of the things that you may get hung up on is this. Are you telling me that because she ate the wrong fruit that the Bible says all this stuff came upon us? Oh, no, no, no. I'm not believing that. This is a joke. This is a, this is a hoax. That can't be true. God has got to be a nut job to say, well, you know, you ate a plum instead of a pear, and now I'm going to destroy everything, or I'm going to let destruction come upon you. No, no, my friend, that's not what it's about. See, at its foundation is the devil caused Eve, then Adam, to say, I choose to put my trust in the words of the devil than the words of God. I choose to believe Satan over Jesus. For us today, we love to say, Christians love to say that we are saved by grace through faith. You understand? We put our faith in Jesus Christ, and our salvation comes through that faith. Another word for faith is trust. When we choose to say we're saved by grace through faith, what we're saying is, I choose to trust God rather than trust Satan. I choose to trust the words of God rather than the words of Satan. What did Eve do? Eve chose to trust the words of Satan over the words of God. So she chose instead of faith in God, she chose faith in Satan. And guess what? Faith in Satan brings death. Now, where is the inspiration in this? All right, here we go. Here is the really, really cool thing about this all. And that is this, that yes, you could say that we are all victims of a snake bite. We've been bitten by the lies of the snake. 
We are all suffering from the poison that he injected into this world in the beginning. But there is an antidote to this poison. That's right. We do not have to live in the miserable state that we're in. There is something else. There is something better. And just like the advice, just like the advice that you read that says, what happens if I get bitten by a snake? The advice is do not try to solve the snake bite problem yourself. Do not try to, uh, in a physical snake bite, you're going to wrap it in a tourniquet. You're going to try and suck the venom out. Don't do that. You can make the situation worse. Get to a hospital immediately. Well, my friends, the spiritual uh, parallel to that is this. You and I are all bitten by this snake, this sin. We're all bitten by this. We all have that poison within us. If you try to solve it yourself, if you think just being good is going to take care of it, you're going to be the most miserable of people because it's not going to work. We are still sinners before God. We're still suffering the effects of that poison. If you want to be, if you want to, uh, be saved from this poison, you got to get to the hospital. We, many people in Christianity have a, have a title for Jesus. Maybe you've not heard it too often, but Jesus in many circles is referred to as the great physician, the great doctor for many reasons. But in this application, I would say he's the great physician because Jesus has the anti-venom. He has the antidote to the snake bite that we're suffering from. That anti-venom is his blood. So my friend, if you're suffering from that bite of that snake, and yes, I'm sorry, whether you like it or not, we all are in some way, shape, or form. We're all victims of sin, whether we've been, we're born into it, but we're also choosing to get bitten every day by the dumb choices that we make. We've all been bitten, but the antidote is there. It is the blood of Jesus Christ. It is choosing to say, you know what? I am going to stop putting my faith in what the world says, what the devil says. I want to put my faith into what the Word of God says. You can be free from the poison of that snake bite. Isn't that good news? So you don't have to be afraid of the snake. Just stay close to the physician. I'm Pastor Crespo, and that is Inspiration to Go. 